0: Well, hello there. It's time again for another episode of the Florida Roundtable. I'm your host, Melissa Fox. And this week, we have a lot on the table. Fun times, a new book, a new TV. We'll talk about vacations. Here, let me give you the in-depth for you, okay? We're gonna have a genre-bending new comedy that we'll talk about called Jury Duty. The Cuban Heiress. Now, this is something that mashes historical stuff with fiction. And we'll get an explanation of that coming up as well. Also, AARP says, despite inflation, family vacations are still a priority for Americans over the age of 50. And finally, did you know that 30% of Americans would pass up a job promotion rather than lose their phone? We're going to talk about all these things coming up next on this episode of the Florida Roundtable on the Florida Talk in Entertainment Network.
1: It's the first
2: day of the first grade and she found a new best friend.
3: It's a laid Sunday afternoon you wish would never end. The home might taste a blue and good
2: friends gathered round. The good old days. Are being made right now. Have you noticed that most ice creams now come in smaller cartons? Not Bluebell. We're still making a full half gallon and a full pint of tasty goodness. Bluebell wouldn't have it any other way. The
4: good old days are being made right now.
5: The good old days.
6: for Bluebell ice cream at your local grocer and pick up your favorite flavor today.
5: Did you lose health insurance because of a life change, like having a baby, getting married or divorced, changes in employment, or turning 26? You may qualify for quality, affordable health insurance through the Federal Health Insurance Marketplace during the special enrollment period. A certified health insurance navigator can help you find the right plan for free and without obligation. Visit us at coveringflorida.org. That's coveringflorida.org get help today.
4: AARP Florida is providing research to protect you and your family through all stages of life. Recently, AARP and the University of South Florida produced a study of the history of Florida's nursing home staffing standards that examine the relationship between high-quality nursing homes and staffing requirements. Florida families deserve peace of mind that those in nursing homes receive high-quality care, and AARP has committed to be a watchdog on this issue. Read the full report at aarp.org slash that's AARP.org FL.
0: It's a Florida roundtable. Melissa Fox here. And did you know that 30% of Americans would rather pass up a job promotion than lose their phone? Uh-huh. That's true. Matter of fact, we're going to have the president and CEO of U.S. Cellular, Laurent Therrieval. I don't know. We'll call him LT. How's that? That'll work anyway um, we're gonna discuss a new survey that talks about Americans dependence on their cell phones welcome LT how you doing
7: I'm great Melissa thank you for having me
0: oh goodness yeah we're uh, very excited to hear about this tell us about America's relationship really with their devices how bad is it
7: well we love our phones Um, we if it's for good reason they help us connect to our friends, our family, our loved ones. They make us more efficient throughout the day. For me, the soundtrack to my day, I'm a big music fan, and my phone helps me with that. Uh, but there's a problem, and that's that increasingly we Americans feel that we're addicted to our devices. We pick up our phones between three to 400 times a day, Oof. more than five hours spent on the phone per day, and uh, that's, a lot of people feel that that's out of whack. I certainly do. And so what we're wanting to do here is to help people have a reset moment. Right? The technology isn't the problem. It's, it's when the technology gets out of place. Uh, and that's what we're trying to help them with at U.S. Cellular.
0: Okay, so LT, explain to me what out of place is with regards to technology.
7: Well, I think it's when the phone starts to become a distraction. Uh, we want technology to enhance our lives. And when you're picking up your phone three to 400 times a day, when you're looking at it for five hours, uh, now it's becoming a distraction, not an enhancement. That's what out of place means to me.
0: I see. So how do we disconnect and how do you inspire people to do that?
7: So we've tried to launch a program here fairly recently called Let's Find Us. It has two components. The first, slightly more controversial, uh, that we launched a few weeks ago is called Phones Down for Five. The idea is simple. Put your phone away. Uh, put it away for five minutes, for five hours, or if you can, put it away for five days. <laughs> have that have that reset moment. Kind of wean yourself off of the technology. The second portion is called us mode, uh, and the idea of us mode is it's a mode that will help you program on your device. You can come into a store. You can do it online. Um, you can be a customer. You don't have to be a customer. Uh, and the idea is, is it's a mode that helps put the technology and helps the phone enhance your interactions with people rather than distract from them. It's a mode kind of like do not disturb. And the idea is is maybe we'll help you mute some of those social media notifications. Maybe we'll help you mute those texts that you don't want to get. But we'll still leave access to things that enhance your, your interaction. So maybe it's something like music, or maybe it's access to a recipe app if you want to cook together. Uh, the idea is, is between phones down for five, And us mode, how do we help America have that reset moment and put technology back in its proper place?
0: Now, you know, I'm in radio, so I'm literally attached to a device 24 hours a day because I kind of have to be.
7: I think that you have to create opportunity to put the phone away for a little bit. I think we can kind of talk ourselves into the fact, have to have access. And I'll use myself as an example. It was extremely hard, but I learned a couple things along the way. First thing I learned is I would get distracted. Um, in the past, right, when I get distracted, I could just pick up my phone. Right? I could play a stupid game. I could maybe hop on Twitter. And so the first tip I would give you is when you're taking this challenge, put the phone out of sight. Put it in a drawer. Put it in another room. Um, make yourself, force yourself to 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 avoid access to it. Uh, that will help you kind of get over that initial that initial impulse that we have, uh, just to reach out for the phone all the time. The second is find ways to be active. Right? Get outside. Work out. Do something fun, uh, so that you don't find yourself as distracted with the device. And then the final one. This is probably the most important one. Uh, do this with people that you love. Do it with your friends. Do it with your family. Ideally, do it together. Uh, An interesting statistic, um, 70% of us spend more time on our phones than we do with our romantic partners. Oh, goodness. And so maybe when you put the phone away, take advantage of the time to actually spend it with those people that you love.
0: LT, where can um, the audience go for more information on powering down their devices?
7: Go to uscellular.com forward slash find us. Go into any one of our stores. We'd
0: love to have you join. LT, thank you so much for giving us some tips for putting down the phone. Why?
2: Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one, and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery-powered tools, from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real Steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you breaking news from the state of Florida. It's
4: blueberry season! Fresh from Florida has the ripe, sweet blueberries you've been craving for cobblers, pancakes, and all your favorite homemade recipes. And best of all, buying fresh from Florida is a great way to support local farmers and jobs in our communities. You can find locally grown Florida blueberries in stores now. Just look for the sunny Fresh from Florida logo or ask for Fresh from Florida where you shop.
2: Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, Emmy Award-winning actor. And I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision. Especially when you're galloping side saddle down a countryside road on a horse named Archibello, who seems to have only one speed high. And pulling on his reins only seems to encourage him to go even faster. <laughs> So, of course, my body hurts and my joints ache, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Oh, oh, Archibello! Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. As soon as this scene wraps, I'm going to kiss the ground, thank Archibello for his outstanding performance, feed him a carrot, (laughs) and visit BrainHealth.gov. Find out how you can make the most of your brain as you age at BrainHealth.gov.
0: It's the Florida Roundtable, and with me now, we've got the best-selling author. Mm Mm-hmm, Chanel Cleeton, doing all kinds of stuff to promote her new book, The Cuban Heiress. It's historical fiction, and with that in mind, I hope this finds you well. You're going to enjoy this. Chanel Cleeton, The Cuban Heiress. Here she is on Florida Roundtable. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, it's a pleasure, really, an honor. Uh, In the Cuban eras, please explain to us why this novel is such a page turner, will you?
3: Well, I was really inspired by the fascinating true story of the SS Morro Castle. It was a real life cruise ship that sailed in 1934 on a round trip voyage from New York to Havana. And this is really during the time of the Great Depression. You have just had the aftermath of the Cuban Revolution of 1933. And then Prohibition has just ended. So this really was kind of the ultimate pleasure cruise. And on its last journey, um, it had a very tragic event occur. And so all these kind of intersections in, in history come together in this one really powerful moment.
0: Ooh, it does sound like a page turn, I'll tell you. I've gotten to start the beginning of it. I get a lot of books uh, coming in for interviews, but this one had me captured for a while, I'll tell you. So if you're interested, uh, let's just see here. we got a lot of praise for you, the Cuban heiress. Chanel Clayton shows just what exceptional talent she is in her new book, The Cuban Heiress. While I've loved every one of Chanel's books, let me interrupt that. Uh, Chanel, you have some other books in the play there. Just go ahead and bring us up to date, won't you? Yes. So my first historical fiction book is Next Year in Havana, and
3: that was a Reese Witherspoon book club pick that was inspired largely by my Cuban American heritage. And then since that book came out a few years ago, I've written quite a few books kind of following this fictional family I've created called the Perez family. And the Cuban heiress is a little bit of a departure for me in that it's the first standalone book. Uh, That really, if you haven't, you know, read the earlier ones, you can kind of jump in at this moment in time and learn a bit more about Cuban-American
0: history. I think this is fascinating. Again, I I told you before we got on the air with the interview that my uh, father-in-law, who is Cuban and defected when he was 16, really enjoyed the history. I mean, he just loved the book. And again, he called it a page turner. Um, So where can we find this beautiful book?
3: Well, thank you. This book is available at your favorite bookseller so you can get it in audio, ebook, or in print.
0: Ah, perfect. Okay, so uh, we're talking with Chanel Clayton. Let's get a little bit more into the book, okay? Basically, it starts out 1934, the ultimate vacation and as a fight for survival all of a sudden. <laughs> and you got two women's past colliding. Now one woman supposedly is deceased. How's that work? Hmm? Or don't give away the secrets, though. No spoiler alerts.
3: Yes, this is definitely one of my twistier books, so I always have to be kind of careful when I do a promotion for it to not give away too much. Exactly. But I have two heroines, Catherine and Elena. One is Cuban and one is an American heroine, and they both find themselves on this ship, and they both have a lot of secrets in their past, and their stories sort of intertwine throughout the novel. and the readers can see how, how they connect together.
0: Ah. And they're both kind of on a on a quest for revenge, shall we say. Quest for revenge. Danger swirling aboard the Moreau Castle. Fates intertwining. It sounds like a great book. Plus, it's actually has some historical reference. We call it historical fiction. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. So the ship and, and
3: the events that happened on the ship are all real, and the characters are fictional. Perfect. And so I, I sort of... Envisioned what their lives would have been like on the ship, following the the timeline of of what actually happened, and and got to kind of explore, you know, the different intersections and the different kinds of characters that would have been on the ship. In real life, it was a really fascinating voyage um, with lots of real life mysteries that sort of happened, and so I wanted to to incorporate that into the book and also kind of take my my readers on a journey.
0: And I think you have, young lady. Hey, are you originally from Florida? That's usually the migration that happens. Can you explain a little bit of your earlier life?
3: I am. So I am originally from Florida. I was born in Florida. Um, I actually spent the first few years of my life in the Dominican Republic because um, my family was living there at the time, but, but came back and have lived in Florida up until I left for, for college and beyond.
0: Ah, how'd you like it, Danner? A little hot?
3: <laughs> in the Dominican Republic or...
0: No, th- I know that's got to be hot. That even just moving up into the Miami or Florida area, it's got to be not much of a break.
3: Uh, well, no, I, I love Florida. I mean, I, I'm kind of a Florida girl, so it, it's definitely part of my heart. Um, I will admit I don't love the heat. That is something I've never <laughs> quite gotten used to. But uh, no, I, I, I love I love Florida for sure.
0: Perfect. We're talking to Chanel Clayton. She is a best-selling author and co-author as well. And uh, you did some stuff with somebody else, too. Didn't you work with anyone else? Or did I get that wrong? I haven't. No, no, oh. I've
3: I've not had that opportunity yet. But I think that would definitely be interesting to yeah, do
0: for sure. Collaborations are a lot of fun too. Again, originally from Florida, spent some time in England at the University uh, American University London, huh? How was that experience?
3: It was amazing. I was really fortunate. I did my undergrad and my masters and. In- England and it was definitely an incredible opportunity to be able to travel when I was over there and to to really learn so much from living abroad
0: oh it's fantastic pick up the book wherever you get your books um, or online as well it is called the Cuban heiress and it is wonderful you'll find yourself sitting out somewhere in a lawn chair just looking at the pages and turning them and feeling everything Janelle Cleeton, thank you so much for enlightening us and for writing The Cuban errors. Thank you so much for having me. You got it. That was awesome. You better get that book, folks. She talked pretty darn good about that. Hey, we've got more Florida Roundtable coming up in just a few minutes. Stay right there on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. It's the Florida Roundtable. I am Melissa Fox, and right now we're going to talk about Jury Duty. It's the new freebie original, all rise for the genre. genre, That's my word. Genre bending new comedy. It's available free on Amazon's freebie, and with me right now, Alan Baranholtz. How are you, Alan?
8: Hey, Melissa how you doing
0: I'm doing all right you know trying to figure it all out in the crazy world so tell me a little bit about this new docu style comedy series jury duty
8: okay so about two years ago the creators of the show put out a blast on something like Craigslist or something like that saying if you've never served on a jury before and you would like to you can apply uh, we are shooting a documentary of a real trial. Uh, you don't have to live in Los Angeles. You don't have to be from California. If you qualify, we'll fly you out here. We'll pay you a daily stipend, and you'll be part of a jury. You'll be part of a documentary. And 2,500 people wound up applying. They chose this one fella uh, who they got out here, uh, and he was seated at, as a juror in what he thought was a real civil trial. And it turns out that Everybody in the show, with with the exception of that one guy, Ronald, everybody was either an actor or a technician. And uh, this gentleman didn't didn't know it. He obviously knew who the techs were because he knew it was a documentary or thought it was a documentary, and so he agreed to be filmed. And uh, lo and behold, uh, he's, uh, he's part of what he believes is a real jury trial. Mm. that's kind of the basis of it
0: you got james Marsden in there as well i love him he's very good he's a lot of fun with the, he's got a good and, co- comedic edge too you know
8: well I, the the great thing is that all the other actors you know they they they're not well known they're not as well known as james they're every bit as talented but james was the only person who was his real persona so when when Ronald meets James Marsden, he realizes, "Hey, what are you doing? What are, what are you, James Marsden, doing here?" James can't get out. You know, he's trying to get out of jury duty, and uh, the the hilarity ensues from there. And he has an incredible sense of comic timing.
0: Mm. We're talking with Alan Barron now. Keep in mind, he is the father of comedy actors like Ike and John. Those are your kids, huh? Yeah, mm. yeah <laughs> my, those are my boys <laughs> wow now you personally started out as an attorney is that right
8: well a little bit before that i i graduated from ohio state 50 years ago i was a theater major i acted for a little bit out of college i tried some stand-up comedy for a couple of years and i figured i'd be better off in a courtroom than than on a stage so I've been a trial lawyer for over 40 years, and uh, I had gotten a phone call uh, about a year and a half ago. Um, basically, my, my son and I knew somebody back in Chicago where we were from. I had done some legal work for the family, and when my kids would come into town, they, they had me do improv with them. So this, this uh, friend of ours, her sister worked for a showrunner in L.A., And the showrunner asked her, do you know any uh, attorneys or judges who are retired or semi-retired who have some improv chops? And she said, well, yeah, actually, the fellow who's been our family attorney, his sons are are pretty well-known in the business, and you might want to try to reach out to him. And uh, the next thing I know is my kids asked if I wanted to submit an audition tape. I did, and I spent three months out here uh, last winter and spring filming, and now I'm – more of an actor than I am an attorney. So it's uh, kind of a a new chapter in my life.
0: So the show is called Jury Duty. It's available on Amazon's freebie. And uh, they started out with the question that, could they make a sitcom, right? Like Office, but about a trial and then throw in all kinds of comedic performers and then put a real person in the middle of that who doesn't know he's surrounded by actors. What a great idea. you know. I saw you before. a lot of fun. I saw you. you I did. saw you in History of the World right. Part II on Hulu.
8: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, you, you didn't work then. That's why you saw me. <laughs> there you go. It, so, yeah, and, and for the record, I, they put me in a fat suit. I'm just saying it oh, okay. right now for people who said, boy, you've changed. So there you
0: go. <laughs> okay. Um, so how was it working with the comedy genius? No.
8: Uh, are you talking about Mel? Mel, yes. Mel Brooks. Well, I I, I did not get to personally meet Mel, oh. but I was uh, at my son's office when Mel was doing some voiceover work, and that in and of itself was a huge honor.
0: Wow, that is and, pretty exciting.
8: Yeah, he, he, he's, the, he's the GOAT. Of comedy films
0: there's no question about that yeah he is I- I've loved every film he's ever put out there it's just good stuff Mel Brooks now what is he like 95 or 96 now he's pretty old
8: 96.
0: Wow 96. <laughs> all right so I got to wrap this up because you've got other people to check in with but I want y'all to check out Amazon freebies new docket style comedy series jury duty Alan Baranholtz, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been quite a pleasure talking to you.
8: Hey, my pleasure, Melissa.
0: Uh, don't be a stranger, father of comedy actors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us today on the Florida Roundtable. We appreciate you. You're listening to the Florida Talk and Entertainment.
5: Before we left the hospital, my daughter received her newborn hearing screening. It only took a couple of minutes, and it was a painless test.
8: When our son was born, the doctors tested his heart and found out his blood oxygen levels were low. As a dad, nothing is more important than your child's health.
5: It was that initial screening that led to our early identification of hearing loss.
8: And as a result, we found out about our baby's rare condition, which allowed us to review treatment options quickly.
2: Go to floridanewbornscreening.com to learn more
8: when it comes to taking care of your acreage don't mess around Toro's zero turn mowers cut big yards down to size in less time so you can spend more time hunting fishing or just enjoying the day built with comfort enhancing productivity boosting features like MyRide suspension that takes the ache out of acreage massive rear drive tires for ultimate traction and ultra durable iron forge cutting decks you can rely on for years to come bull through anything that dares get in your way toro Count on it. Visit Toro.com slash ZeroTurn to find yours.
6: Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. Growing up with a brother with autism, Sarah Crump witnessed firsthand how kids with disabilities felt left out by their peers. It's why at the age of 15, Sarah approached her cheerleading coach with an idea to include girls with disabilities on her school's cheer team. Well, what started out as an inclusive high school cheer team in a small town in Iowa has led to what is now known as Sparkle Effect, a thriving nonprofit with over 180 cheer teams across the United States, bringing students with and without disabilities together through cheerleading. The result, more confidence, higher grades and better school attendance for kids with disabilities. And for those without a disability, new friends and a greater empathy. You wanna learn more? Well, visit disabilitycampaign.org where we have posted a link to the fabulous work known as the Sparkle Effect. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late, we stay informed, we invest in the latest technology.
2: We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds.
5: We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there.
9: We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in
10: caring for our veterans. Imagine. Imagine being denied an apartment because of your religion or your race or because you have children or a disability.
3: It's so wrong.
10: Yes. But who has the power to stop this? You do. Each of us has the power. The law is on your side. It's illegal for landlords to discriminate because of race, color, religion, sex, national origin, disability, or familial status. If you suspect that you have experienced housing discrimination, file a complaint with HUD immediately so we can investigate it. Fair housing is your right. Use it. To learn more, visit hud.gov/fairhousing. That's hud.gov/fairhousing or call 1-800-669-9777. 1-800-669-9777. A public service message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance.
0: All right. <laughs> it's a Florida Roundtable In the past few years, have really taken a toll on our nation's young people. COVID-19 pandemic affected social and academic progress of many students and a rising number of teens are really struggling with their mental health. In fact, The CDC reported that 44% of high school students have felt persistently sad or even hopeless during the last year. With that in mind, maybe they could use a mentor, someone to talk to, you know? Let's bring in Tim Willis. He's the chief impact officer at Mentor, and he is going to discuss a lot with us today. Who mentored you is the study. Welcome, Tim Wills. How are you? I'm doing good. So good to be with you today, uh, today, Melissa. Yeah, well, I'm glad to hear that you are with us and that you guys are looking into this situation because I have said that the COVID pandemic and shutting kids down into their homes and making them wear masks and lack of contact with other kids, it's really hurting them. So you, you guys did this study and uh, it's called Who Mentored You? And what does it tell us? What's going on out there?
1: Yeah, this study was really a look at, like, the multi-generational experience of Americans when it came uh, to mentoring. Uh, So we looked from our baby boomers to today's Gen Z young adults. And one of the things we found, which is the good news, is that uh, mentoring is happening more often for young people today at any time in history. So more than half of baby boomers reported having a mentor growing up compared to nearly 7 in 10 millennials reported that. So that's really great progress. On the other hand, what we found is that our current Gen Z generation, this youngest generation, um, it's actually less likely than the millennial generation just um, before them to have a mentor. Mm -hmm. So there's some work to still do. It's not, you know, totally because of COVID, but COVID, like it did in so many pieces of kids' lives, just accelerated some already downward trends.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to figure out why this unmet mentoring is going on. Um, how are the young people dealing with that? The ones, of course, that need it the most, are they finding any other organizations or is it just uh, good luck, kid? Yeah, I
1: think we're seeing with this youngest generation, they're facing a whole host of challenges and childhood traumas, right? Uh, not just because of COVID-19, but just because of the state that we're living in right now, Um for, for this generation. They're feeling disconnected. They're feeling isolated. Uh, as you mentioned, they're feeling persistently sad and hopelessness. Uh, but there's better days ahead for them, right? And, and uh, mentors and adults can play a really important part in their lives so that they don't feel isolated. And just having one person in their corner Um, can make all the difference for for youth all throughout the state of Florida.
0: Oh, I agree. Now, earlier um, in – actually, in the end of January, which was National Mentoring Month, I spoke with some folks out of Miami with the Big Brothers and Big Sisters, and they are just crazy about mentorship, and they say that it's so important in a young person's life – what kind of training and resources uh, would people who are interested in mentoring through you guys, uh, how, how, what do we need? What do we have to do? Are we just, you know, regular guys sign on up?
1: Yeah. So mentor, we're the unifying champion for the quality and quantity of mentoring um, all across the country. We do that in collaboration with affiliates. And we have affiliate there in the state of Florida. Um, but we, for mentoring programs, we provide free resources, training, and technical assistance through what we call the National Mentoring Resource Center. And for adults who are interested in becoming a mentor, um, they can visit our website at mentoring.org. Look for Becoming a Better Mentor. It's really a 12-part series that really helps um, individuals understand how they can provide a quality mentoring relationship that helps elevate young people all over the state of Florida, um, but also gives them the opportunity to understand that being a mentor it really isn't a heavy lift. It's not hard to do. And in fact, many folks are mentors in kids' lives every single day. You just may not even realize it.
0: Well, if you can't realize it, but you're doing it. Give us an example of what we would consider mentoring a child.
1: Yeah, so uh, one of the things we talk about is that there's everyday mentors in young people's lives. So you know, you may not realize that as the barber or the beautician that you're having an impact in young people's lives and hoping to support them and be there um, for them when they need it. Uh, we want to make sure that every single young person across the state of Florida has somebody that they know believes in them, is there for their well-being, supports the, their mental well, um, well-being as well, and is championing their success. Folks, you do that every single day and you may not even realize it. And so um, becoming a better mentor on our website just gives you the framework to better understand your place for young people all over this great state of Florida.
0: We're talking with Tim Wills, Chief Impact Officer of Mentor, a nonprofit, and we are showing you how close the mentoring gap, and we've got to close it, close the mentoring gap here. Because, frankly, yeah, like you just said, Tim, when they, every every day, uh, when I, I talk to a kid and I say, yeah, I'm in radio, and their eyes light up for just a second, in my book, that's mentoring. When they ask that question, when yeah. they're sparked, you see it that's mentoring. And if you have that, you know, if you have that gift, then that's awesome. And you can mentor children. But what if you're, you know, not the greatest fit, or you've got a really gruff personality? Uh, yeah, how do, how do you fit that into helping a child?
1: Yeah, I would encourage folks to reach out to our affiliate in Florida and figure out what their best fit is to engage in a mentoring uh, program or relationship for young people. Um, it's just really important that that young people in our society today know that there are adults that care for them, believe in them, and will champion them. But we also know that young people who have a quality vetted mentor in their life do better. Um, And they credit almost 50% of their success uh, to the mentor they had in their life. And so it's really our opportunity to close this mentoring gap so that one in three young people uh, in our country and grow up with, um, who are growing up without a mentor can have a mentor in their life.
0: Tim, I was reading a little bit about you, and you're quite an interesting guy. You have actually fostered (laughs) over 20 children as a single foster parent?
1: I have, and, you know, I think, you know, what's so important about my foster care journey is that, you know, not just this Gen Z group that faces a lot of traumas. uh, Our kids in foster care, our young people in rural communities, Uh, also face um, an uphill battle and having caring adults in their lives matter Um, and so if you're if you have the opportunity to foster young people do so if you have the opportunity to mentor a young person in the rural parts of florida we encourage you to do so as well all hands on deck are needed to help young people all over this state
0: today tell me what it was like to be involved with the boys and girls clubs
1: Yeah, so Boys and Girls Clubs was an incredible experience because every single day, young people had a place and a space to come to that was safe, with caring adult mentors who believed in them and really created opportunities for them to explore the world outside of the neighborhood in which they live in. At Mentor, for instance, every day, we're pushing to make sure that young people's opportunities that exist in this country meets the, the endless potential that they have. And so mentors are propping young people up each and every day so that they're one step closer to grabbing hold of the opportunities that exist all over the state of Florida for them that matches their potential right there in their community.
0: So uh, we're talking with Tim Wills. He is the chief impact officer of Mentor, and I know our listeners are going to want a lot more information, and also some of them might actually Mm -hmm. want to find a mentoring opportunity. Can you direct them in the right direction, please?
1: Absolutely. So visiting our mentor uh, website, which is mentoring.org, there's a tool on there um, where folks can find a mentoring program in their neighborhood. Just click the button uh, to become a mentor, enter your zip code, and you'll see all of the mentoring programs right there in your community. Choose the one that works best for you. Uh, There's hundreds and thousands of programs in that system. Uh, They're all vetted. They go through a process to be a part of our, our national database, um, but we encourage you to reach out to them each. Find the one that um, best matches with your interests.
0: Thank you so much. Tim Wills, make sure you go out there and find a, find a situation that, that works. Our youth are very, very important in mentors, mentorship. It's actually very enlightening, and it's, it fills my heart. Let's just put it that way. Tim, thank you so much for joining us today and for Mentor Program.
1: Thank you so much, Melissa, for
0: having me. You got it. You're listening to the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network.
5: I didn't think it was possible for me to be an alcoholic. I was 24 with a good career. I thought I was too smart and that alcoholism only happened to middle-aged men and celebrities. I thought something else was making me sick, shaky, and afraid to face people. Then I found AA and discovered it wasn't something else. It was alcohol. AA helped me find a new life.
6: Visit AA.org for more information and download the Meeting Guide app to find a meeting near you.
5: No one in AA said to me, why would a nice young girl with such a great future drink so much? They told me about themselves, and I found out that there were a lot of other people who were just like me. They drank only because the desire to drink was stronger than anything else. They didn't say to me, if only you'd do this, you wouldn't drink. In AA, they said, welcome. Come in and sit down. We know how you feel.
6: Visit AA.org for more information and download the Meeting Guide app to find a meeting near you.
4: Everyone can help keep our roads safe. When I'm driving my truck, I'll remember to check my mirrors for smaller vehicles. And when you're on the road, try to avoid lingering in my blind spots. Let's all plan to share the road safely.
2: Visit www.sharetheroad.com.
8: The Florida Roundtable with Melissa Fox.
2: The wind in your hair, the sun on your face... There's nothing like experiencing Florida's waterways on a personal watercraft. Knowing how your PWC operates will keep you safe on the water. Remember, PWCs need thrust to change direction, so use a controlled amount of throttle to turn. Know your limits, never ride recklessly, and always wear your life jacket. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com.
5: More than 50,000 distracted driving crashes occurred last year in Florida. And sadly, close to 300 people involved in those crashes never made it home. Distracted driving is dangerous driving. It puts everyone in danger. The text can wait. Put it down and focus on driving. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles.
1: Eating good is about more than just tasty food. Eating good is about doing good, too. And that's exactly what Fresh From Florida is all about. Supporting local Florida farmers, creating jobs in our communities, and of course, making sure you can enjoy all the fresh flavors Florida has to offer. Because produce tastes better when it's grown closer to home. So eat good tonight. Look for the sunny Fresh From Florida logo where you shop. Learn more at followfreshfromflorida.com. Could you use monthly payments to help meet basic needs, like putting food on the table, paying the rent,
2: or buying new shoes for growing feet? Find out about Supplemental Security Income. You may qualify if your income and financial resources are low and you are 65 or older, or an adult or child with a disability or who is blind. Call 1-800-772-1213 or go to ssa.gov
0: SSI.
6: Produced by Social Security at U.S. taxpayer expense.
0: It's the Florida Roundtable, and I've been looking at this AARP survey that despite inflation, family vacations are still a priority for Americans age 50 and up. I get that. But to explain it is Jim Linehan. He is the travel editor for the AARP magazine. Welcome to the Florida Roundtable, Jim.
9: Thanks very much for having me.
0: No, I love it. My pleasure. Um, Like I said, I was kind of looking at this survey, and it looks like the pandemic isn't really making that much of a difference, inflation, um, none of that. So, will you want to tell me what you find in this AARP survey about older travelers?
9: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, our annual AARP travel trend survey this year had a couple of really interesting findings on what uh, people 50 and older are planning to do. As far as vacations. So first off, uh, you mentioned um, that uh, COVID is less of a concern, and that absolutely is true. Uh, 81% of the respondents said they uh, think travel safe now, so they're Mm -hmm. ready to get back out there. About uh, 60% of the respondents uh, said they are planning a vacation this year. Uh, Within that group, more than half said they'll take as many as three or four vacations this year. So you can see a lot of uh, interest in uh, getting out there uh, with the family and I should mention family trips are the number one motivator uh, for vacation travel with this group and another interesting finding was uh, there's much more interest this year in traveling by car so road trips are popular yeah, yeah
0: I was gonna ask you about that most I, I have a few uh, you know 50 and up friends and they've been doing it up with the the rv renting a recreational vehicle going to campgrounds just uh not always close by but they are definitely traveling less by air do you know what that might be happening why that might be happening
9: yeah so when uh when you think of air travel right now i mean people have seen uh the news reports with uh, you know various hassles delays cancellations uh, all of that uh also just you know inflation has uh, it really increased airfares. So people are finding that road trips are a economical way to travel and also provide just a lot more flexibility in your timing, where you go, and how you get there.
0: And weirdly enough, you mentioned how uh, the older folk are actually taking up to three vacations a year. Again, I know. <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of crazy, but I think they're worried about their disposable income or maybe their savings at this point, and they're just like, Heck with it. I'm going to blow through it. Going to have fun.
9: (laughs) Could be. Could be. Uh, We did find that uh, 85% of uh, of people in the survey told us that travel is a top spending priority for uh, the discretionary uh, spending that they can do. So, you know, I think a lot of it is just uh, they they want to spend time with their families uh, and take a vacation with the extended family. It's just a great way to do that
0: it sure is we're talking with Jim Lenahan he's the travel editor for AARP the magazine um, you oversee travel content within most of the, uh, the publications uh, you know I just can't imagine do you actually travel or do you just look at surveys and call it a day
9: so, so we do run uh, travel uh, content regularly in AARP the magazine and we uh, have a number of, uh, of Really well-regarded travel writers who we work with, and uh, yeah, absolutely, uh, they they travel, they go on trips, and, and and present all this great content to us.
0: Now I understand in your personal life that you've traveled to 15 countries and 30 states. What happened here in the U.S.? Just give up, just go like halfway, and then say eh, California can wait.
9: <laughs> I still have a ways to go. You're right. Indeed. Uh, but. Uh, but, you know, uh, I will tell you that I have been to uh, Florida many times, many times yeah. in, in my life. Uh, probably the first vacation I took uh, with the family as a kid was uh, driving, was taking her at that road trip, driving from uh, Ohio uh, down to Florida. So, yes, uh, love visiting uh, your state.
0: Isn't it fun? Yeah, my first recollection is driving down here with my parents in like a paneled uh, station wagon from Massachusetts. And going to Disneyland, and it wasn't even half finished at that point. Kind of crazy. Just a little sidebar for you. But uh, anyway, domestic travelers planning to go to the south and the west more than any other parts of the country. Uh, What's an indicator for that? Why?
9: Well, uh, you know, when you think of family travel in particular, um, those are really popular places to go. And and specifically uh, within those regions, I mean, Florida – rated very highly uh, with the respondents of this survey in terms of uh, vacation destination they're interested in and you know you know that makes a lot of sense for family travel uh the other places uh, out west that uh, rated very highly were uh California which is you know a similar kind of dynamic and then also Las Vegas and we found that to be really interesting uh, even among family travelers uh, they said Las Vegas is a place they like to go um it's not just a place to uh sit on the uh at the casino uh, table anymore there's a lot more that you can do in Vegas.
0: Oh, now see that kind of surprised me as well. Now I know some of my friends have been gambling forever, but now we've got a few casinos here including the Hard Rock very uh, within distance. So, you know, that's that, that's definitely changing things too. I would wonder where they were planning on going though if they were to head to another country.
9: Well, You know, interestingly, uh, what people really told us in this survey is that uh, they're much more interested in in domestic travel than international. And, again, I think a lot of that just has to do with the fact that uh, the airfare, uh, you know, is a big expense. It's much easier, especially uh, with a a family group, to just uh, stay in the United States and see all this country has to
0: offer. Indeed. We've been talking with Jim Lenahan. He's the travel editor for the AARP magazine family trips are older adults number one motivator for domestic travel this year according to the surveys and we are listening to Jim who's telling us some of the breakdown of the survey and why we get these numbers so where can we get more information and tips to learn a little bit more
9: yeah so uh, please visit our website it's aarp.org travel there's a lot of information there about this travel trend survey but there's also uh, a number of articles we have available that can tell you all about uh, vacation ideas, uh, ways that you can save money, or other travel advice. And I also mentioned uh, visiting a website. Uh, you can sign up. You can become an AARP member, and with membership, you are eligible for discounts on vacation packages, hotels, car rentals, and and more.
0: Yeah, all that AAA, um, all those wonderful things. Uh, I know this only because you all have been sending me uh, subscription ideas since I was in my 40s, and I was like, "Hey, wait a minute! <laughs> <laughs> Please give me another 10 years." Of course, yeah, it's nope. coming.
9: <laughs> nope. well, interesting. Interesting that you mentioned that because <gasps> uh, you do not have to be 50 to join AARP, and anyone can join and take advantage of those discounts I mentioned.
0: Oh, hey, I wanted to ask you one other question here before we go. You mentioned about tips, family, uh tips, and such for people to like, do it on a budget still have a great time while they travel?
9: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as I mentioned, uh, the car trip in itself is a a good way to travel and save some money, but uh, we also have some tips available for you uh, to save money uh, even further on that trip. So uh, one I would suggest is uh, use your GPS app for more than just, you know, finding a route. A lot of these apps now have Gas price information. Oh yeah, that can uh, where you can comparison shop. You know different stations and find the best place to stop and save some money at the pump. Uh, also, we would suggest uh, book your your hotel or if you're an RV as you mentioned uh, your campsite. Book any of that lodging early in the process. The farther are you out from you're out from the trip, uh, usually uh, the better the rate. But even after you've booked, um, check in with the price again right before you go because last minute deals sometimes are available and. You see a price that's better than the rate you booked? Uh, contact the hotel, and they'll, you know, oftentimes work with you on that. Yeah, often and they'll that.
0: adjust accordingly.
9: Yeah, so, and, and then the third thing I'd mention is take advantage of uh, rewards programs and loyalty points. Whether it's you know with certain uh, hotel chains, for example, that you like, or even the third-party uh, booking sites have their own rewards programs. So all, all that, uh, make sure you take advantage of, of those deals available to you.
0: What about the vacation club money uh, at your local bank? You know, just take five bucks a, a week or something and toss it in for a year. That's always well, a good plan, right?
9: Oh, of course. You know, what <laughs> what, what a great thing to uh, to save up for a, a vacation. Uh, uh, you know, as I mentioned, uh, people in the survey, they really want to get out there and travel. So, you know, one great way to uh, make that happen is to, to uh, plan for that trip. And it just, you know, adds to the anticipation and excitement for it. Ah,
0: I love it. I do. It's been fun talking to you, Jim. I got got a couple of giggles out of you. Great information as well. Jim (laughs) Lenahan, travel editor, AARP. Apparently, you can sign up in your 40s. I know because I actually started getting the magazine and absolutely love every feature, every cover, the whole deal. So anyway, Jim, thank you so much for explaining this survey and for opening the door for me to travel with my friends uh, a couple of times a year.
9: Yeah. Thanks yeah. for having me.
0: You got it, man. You're listening to The Florida Talk and Entertainment Network.
2: Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one, and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery-powered tools, from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real Steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies.
1: HealthCare.gov is here for you when life happens. If you lost your health coverage
0: because of turning 26, going off Medicaid, leaving your job, or moving, you could be eligible to enroll in new coverage now. And if you need to update your coverage because of marriage or having a baby, you could also be eligible. But don't wait, there's a limited time to enroll. Check your eligibility at HealthCare.gov today. Life happens, get covered. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. AARP
4: Florida is providing research to protect you and your family through all stages of life. Recently, AARP Florida collaborated with University of South Florida professor Lindsay Peterson to produce a report on the impacts of changes in nursing home staffing requirements. This analysis of peer-reviewed research shows the history, significant policy changes, past challenges, and current landscape of staffing in Florida's nursing homes. In 2022, the Florida legislature lowered the required hours of certified nursing care which studies show will negatively impact the quality of care in Florida nursing homes. Make sure you know how these changes will impact you and your loved ones. Florida families deserve peace of mind that those in nursing homes receive the high-quality care they need. So AARP has committed to be a watchdog on this issue. Read the full report from AARP Florida and Dr. Lindsay Peterson at aarp.org. fl The website, again, is AARP.
2: The Florida Roundtable with Melissa Fox.
5: Shortness of breath. Patients confused. Temp 102. He just had an infection. What's going on?
2: He's becoming septic.
5: Antibiotics started. Bed ready. Let's move him.
10: Infections can lead to a deadly chain reaction in your body called sepsis. Very quickly, sepsis can cause tissue damage, organ failure, and even death. If you know the risks, can spot the symptoms, and act fast, then you can get ahead of sepsis.
4: Get the facts, visit PestWorld.org. A
8: public service message from the National Pest Management Association. You've been listening to the Florida Roundtable with Melissa Fox, a news and public
4: affairs presentation of the Florida News Network. The views and opinions expressed during this
2: program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of this station management, owners, or sponsors. For questions or concerns, contact Florida Roundtable at fnnonline.net.